When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Hello and welcome to round seven of County Cricket Matters. Um, I'm a little bit blue about this round, but um, we're we're going to carry on when we're going to um, keep going and celebrate another amazing round. Dan Whiting is here with me. Hello, Dan. Hello, Annie. Good to be back. You've had a, a week off, haven't you? I have. It's been very nice. I've actually not talked about cricket. It's been quite refreshing. <laughs> and hello, Sam. You've been rushing from cricket to football, I gather. Yes, I'm not blue at all. I'm actually very rouge. I think I've caught the sun. Um and I can quite believe Dan wasn't talking about any cricket when he was at Lords all day on Thursday, just chatting rubbish instead, I suspect. <laughs> you know me. And we've got a very, very special guest today, um, the wonderful BBC correspondent, I'm going to call you, um, Mark Church, who does uh, Surrey. Um, hello, Mark. It's really, really wonderful to have you with us. Oh, good evening, Annie. Good evening, Dan. Good evening, Sam. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. It's a huge honour. Huge honour. Um, and yes, I, I was at Lords this week. Mm-hmm. I think I was probably just talking a lot of rubbish as well, to be <laughs> honest with you. But it was a great joy to be at Lords on Thursday and Friday watching Middlesex. And then I had a, a South East Stars game on Saturday, which was fantastic. So um, great, great to be involved in that again this year. So uh, yeah, lovely week. Thank you. So you're not just sorry, you're just multi-talented, really. Well, I wouldn't go as far as that. I, I, I'm available. <laughs> He's cricket, Annie. He's cricket. I'm willing to turn up. That's how I describe it. Willing to turn you up, heard that. Annie. Mark Church is available, all right? <laughs> I'm going to pass us on to um, Dan Whiting, who's going to take us through uh, the many games of this uh, round. Yeah, let's start down at Taunton and a miserable few days for Somerset fans. Somerset batted first. They got a mere 211. Craig Overton there with 44. Hampshire responded with 280. Anoir and Donald, 57. There were four for Peter Siddle. There was four for Craig Overton as well. But when Somerset batted again, they were all out for a mere 69. Keith Barker doing the damage with six for 27. It left Hampshire. Just one run to win. Annie, 
You're a massive fan of Keith Barker. Are you still? I am. I mean, he uh, last time he came to Somerset, he he pretty much destroyed us. I know it was all about Abbott, but um, Barker is a really, really impressive. And I mean, not just uh, he looks impressive. He's a big guy, and he's he's very, very impressive bowling and batting. And uh, yeah, he uh, he took us apart. And um, yeah, it's it's it was a it was a grim day yesterday certainly for Somerset having kind of got ourselves back in the game and and then we just capitulated not happy at all with how we um cope with that last innings yeah and Sam I mean you, you you're closer to the action at Somerset than most um they either smash people by an innings and something or they're getting smashed themselves. There doesn't seem any sort of consistency there, is there? Are there issues behind the scenes? Perhaps? No, I, I don't think there's issues behind the scenes. I don't know what happened on Saturday because you just thought they'd got over that hiccup, that six or seven games where they were frankly awful, and suddenly, you know, Tom had the confidence. They won the toss and batted on the back of two partnerships. So I don't think there's anything wrong behind the scenes. I mean, you have to say. 69 all out isn't good enough, but they this Hampshire side really is a team. They're a proper unit, a wicket away from the title last year. They've got Barker, who Annie's already mentioned. He opens the bowling ahead of Kyle Abbott. They bat. They, you look. You go for their batting lineup: Gubbins, Vince, Dawson. By the way, Gubbins got an absolute shocker. He was given out caught behind. It was the slowest walk-off I've ever seen. We had the slow-mo replay. He was about a foot away from the ball, how that was given. But they're just a complete unit. It was an odd game, odd pitch. We had Kyle Abbott on the live stream after the first innings when it was raining on the second day. And we said, what's a pass score, mate? He said, I've got no idea. So how that made us feel a little bit better because we hadn't been able to call it either. So yeah, 69 all out is embarrassing. But this Hampshire side, they really that bowling attack... Abbas and Barker opened the bowling on the first day. I think it was something like 14 runs off the first 11 overs. Relentless. Yeah, and I said right at the start that I thought they were going to walk the title, um, but mainly through their um, bowling attack. Um, Craig uh, Overton, when interviewed at the end of day one, said that uh, they put themselves into bat because they thought it was like the um it was very similar to the Warwickshire pitch and it, it didn't actually play that way. Yeah, it's not the first time Gubbins had a shocker in the game against Gloucestershire he was given out with one that was so much missing leg. I'm surprised Paul McCartney didn't ask it out on a date. It was that bad. But uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Churchy, Hampshire, I mean they're right up Surrey's arse at the moment, aren't they? They're uh, they're like on your tails, mate. What's going on there? Well, they're a very good side, and and I think you look at in the first division now. You cannot afford to have a bad session with the bat. You you just can't do it. You can't get back in the game. Um, and, and you know, cricket's a pretty simple thing. You're not going to win any games cricket if you can't take twenty wickets. Now that Hampshire. Hampshire are always capable of taking 20 wickets with that bowling attack. It's got a lovely balance to it. It reminds me of Surrey's attack in many ways, but there is a lovely balance to that Hampshire attack. And look, they're allowed to bowl well. You know, that's the thing. And if if they get on a surface with anything, they're going to be a right old handful. They really are. So I think, you know, Hampshire will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. 
there's some good sides in Division One this season. Mm. There's some really good sides, and you know there there isn't for me at the top of the table. I think anybody who's up in that top four at the moment is in in with a good shout of winning the championship this season because I, I look at them and and they're, and they're all capable of scoring very big runs and taking twenty wickets. And as I say, cricket's still a pretty simple game. If you can do that you're going to win more games than you're going to lose, to be fair. So mm. I think you sort of look at what happened to Somerset. Surrey had it as well. You know, it, it, confidence is a funny thing and, and it can just catch. If you lose a couple early against that Hampshire attack and they get on a roll, it's it's tough to stop them. So, look, Hampshire, are, uh, they're, a, they're a very good side. Very good side. Yeah, well, talking of good sides, let's go up to Headingley, where the side who've won the title the most times in history against last year's champions. And Warwickshire batted first. They got 244, thanks to Michael Burgess, again in the runs. 96 he got. Yorkshire, 449. Adam Lyde, 145. Harry Brook failed this time, merely got 82. Warwickshire then responded with 252 for three as the game ran out of time. Sam Hayne, 109. Will Rhodes, 111. Churchy, Michael Burgess, Top player. Yeah, good player. And, you know, really pleased for him because um, obviously he came through the Surrey Academy. Um, and I can remember seeing him when he was very young. Um, and then seeing him back against Surrey in that opening game of the season where what I liked about it was there were loads of people around me going, oh, look, it's the last day. Nothing's going to happen. Um, sorry, sorry, uh, uh, bowling people. They wouldn't normally bowl. He didn't give a monkey's. You know, he knew, I'm in, I'm going to get greedy. If I'm going to get in, I'm going to make a massive hundred because next week I could get a ball with my name on it and I'm in the middle peg knocked out the ground. And I really like that. I really like that. And he's gone on as well. Um, good keeper, really solid keeper as well. Um, so, yeah, delighted for him. He's a lovely fella as well. He, he really is. You know, I, I've not spoken to him for, for a few years, but I remember him being a lovely lad when he was at Surrey. So, I'm delighted. It's a good story as well, isn't it? You know, he, he sort of left Surrey. He, he got got cricket, but now he's gone to Warwickshire and really nailed that down and was under pressure. You know, you sign Alex Davis, you're under pressure. You know you are. And he's come up with the goods. And, um, yeah, really pleased for the lad. And he is a very good cricketer. Very good cricketer. Yeah. Talking of people coming up with the goods, Harry Brook. I mean, I spoke in jest there. That he's failing, but... And he, he's, he's been picked for England. Do you think he's going to play? I, I, I wish he would, but I, I think it's very doubtful. I think he will be di- taking the drinks out, um, unfortunately. I, I think I'd love to say that they would be quite innovative and, and put him out there, but I think that Bairstow is going to come in and he's going to take a position and there's not going to be room for Brooke. And I, I think that's wrong because Brooke has uh, proved himself really, really well throughout this county season. And Bairstow has been playing IPL and uh, it's a very different format. So I think that would be wrong. Uh, and I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. I, I really hope that he will be out there. Yeah. And Sam... Another draw. I mean, if this season was a Paul's coupon, you'd win about 3p with the amount of draws on there. You know, we're talking about this every week, but it's happening over and over again. What's going on? Yeah, we are. But I mean, let's be honest, the balls have been shit, haven't they? That's, that's, uh, there's no other way of putting it. That's pretty widely renowned. The bowlers, Scott Borthwick was quite open about it. I've spoken to plenty of bowlers. And I know they did... 
I think they have they now changed a batch in the they summer. Have, yeah, in the Somerset game, there was a change ball in the second inning. So yeah, I don't know. We've not had that much rain. Have we? it's difficult because we, you know, if if everyone was getting bowled out for 150 every week, then we'd be saying the other thing is wrong. So I try not to put too much on it. We've still got the full season to play. Um, sorry, Annie, I disagree with you, by the way, on Bairstow. I think he's he's actually one of, other than Root, he's probably the one of that. Yeah, no, no, that, that that's fine, Sam. I'll, I'll let you have it, but I, I, still think, um, I still think it's a shame not to play um, Brut. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. form of his life, isn't he? Form of his life. But yeah, I try not to write... It's a bit of a cop-out answer, Dan, but I try not to read too much into it. Yeah. Well, let's go down the M1. And uh, what was designed as a or designated as a basement battle uh, between Kent and North Hants? Kent got 519 for nine. Ben Compton again in the runs, 140. Daniel Bell Drummond, he's had a good season, 83. Kent bowled a side out for under 500 for the first time this season. North Hans just got 430 this time. Uh, Ricardo Vasconcelos, 71. Luke Proctor got 70-odd as well. Lewis McManus got 58. Kent then responded, 170 for one. Another poor draw. Uh, Zach Crawley got 84 to add to his 62 in the first innings. And Ben Compton again got 68. Church, Zach Crawley, good to see him back in the runs. Yeah, absolutely. And look, Zach Crawley is a very good player. Um, and I quite like the fact that England have backed him. I think it will say a lot to him that they've. there were a lot of people saying he, he shouldn't have been in that, that squad. Um, and they backed him. Now it's down to him now to take this chance. And, and, and this is his chance to cement down a place. So he's got the talent. He's got to stop nicking off the slip. He'll know that. <laughs> you know, he can't keep getting out the same way. Uh, that That's the thing here. Now, mm. if he does, he's got a problem. He's got a major problem. But I like the fact that England have backed him because he is, he is a hugely talented lad. He really is. But it's now down to him. And I'd say the same for all of them that are in that squad. I think what I like about this 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 decision from... England at the moment is, I think what they've said, and thinking about McCullum and the way he used to work with New Zealand, they will walk out there on that first day thinking they are the best 11 players in England. I'm not sure that's been the case in the last couple of years. I don't think whether it they has are, been, no. Whether they are or whether they're not is down to debate. But key thing is, those are the lads that are given the go. And I think with Zach Crawley, I think he'll be sat down by those in charge now and say, listen, Zach, we pick you because we think you do can do the best job for us. So get out there and do it and play. And and I think that's the same with Ollie Pope. I, I like Ollie Pope at three. I, I like the fact they've said, right, Ollie Pope, you are batting three. Get out there and do what you do. So I, I think Zach Crawley, we all know what a talented lad he is. He, he's a hugely talented player. And I think the fact they've backed him will do him the world of good. But at the end of the day, it's down to him now. Um, and if he if if he's not making rounds and he keeps nicking off the slip, then he's got a bit of a problem. Yeah, Sam. This was you know as we said this was a basement battle. Somerset down there as well. I mean I think Gloucestershire are in big big trouble. They're on thirty five points. Kent's on fifty three. Northampton sixty six. 
Somerset are the meat in the sandwich there between them on 60. Who do you think, Al, two of those four sides are going to go? Who do you think will go? Perhaps it's rose-tinted glasses, Dan, but I actually I think Somerset are better than Northamptonshire, Kent and Gloucestershire. I don't. That may not turn out materialising points, but I think they are better. Gloucestershire surprised me. I, I thought they would be very good, but actually they've had injuries. There's something not right there. I mean, talking about unrest, I wonder if there's, there's more unrest a little bit further up the M5 because it's just not working out for them this season. I expected them to be better. They've been building, haven't they, gradually for the last couple of years. And you suddenly thought, all right, OK, Gloucestershire actually might do quite well in Division 1. It's not happened. It's going to be very difficult to talk that, talk that, turn that around midway through a season. Kent, they just can't take 20 wickets. Churchy said it a bit earlier on. You've got to take 20 wickets to win a game of cricket. Oh, most of the time you do anyway. And I can't see them taking 20 wickets at the moment. So those two are North fans. I'm going to say two from three. Kent and Gloucestershire. OK. And Annie, who do you think? Well, I think I, I think I'll probably um, feel similar to Sam, actually. Um, especially if they're losing Crawley. Um to England, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, Gloucestershire look like they're they're not um, coping with this um, division, and um, yeah, I'd go for Kent rather than Northants. Northants have got a bit of fight to them. Kent really aren't fighting at the moment. Yeah, I'm confident in Gloucestershire. I think that. You know, the injuries will get themselves sorted out. I think they'll be good in white ball and hopefully that will give them the the sort of the fillip to come back mm. into red ball cricket. And they always have a good Cheltenham. And, uh, you know, it's a long way to go in the season. Do you think Sam? Harris will come back after the Austra- Australia A games? I and mean, we've just seen Hanscom's basically gone, yeah, I'm not coming yeah. back. I don't know if that's mutual. He's not been scoring runs. But Harris, confident he'll come back? Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's interesting, isn't it? These these overseas players have been signed amidst a massive fanfare. We've seen it with Shaheen Shah Afridi and Middlesex as well. You know, and I think sort of a lot of people have bought tickets off the yeah. back of, you know, bought especially blast tickets off the back of that. And all of a sudden, these guys just sort of go home on a whim and they leave the fans a little bit high and dry. Churchy, what's your view on that? Always been thus. You're never going to get anybody for a season now overseas. There's so much cricket. Uh, there's always going to be a tour popping up left, right, and centre. Um, you know, there's half the time with salary. I've turned up to 2020 games, can't remember who's playing. You know, there's been players that have uh, come in for a weekend at times. Mm. So, yeah, getting hold of someone is really difficult. But where, where Surrey, I think, have been shrewd is Ambler. Yeah. And I think uh, Hash now even though he hasn't scored many runs this season, um, just having him about the place. And you know you've got him. You know you've got him for the summer. And for him, it's a great time in his career. He's not going to play 2020. He's not going to play the one-day stuff, I wouldn't have thought. He'll play all the championship. So so if you can find somebody like that, it's absolutely perfect. But there are so many tours going on now that, that getting anybody for a duration, it, it, it's really difficult. And things will come up during a season. And players can come and players can go. So, look at the end of the day. I think if, if you can if you can get someone for three or four championship games, 
and they're around for those three or four and make an impact, then they're worth their weight in gold these days. Um, and, and 2020 is a completely different animal. You know, I, someone would ask me what I thought the Surrey 11 would be for the opening 2020 game. Well, I, I, no idea. Absolutely no idea. And plus, it will be a completely different animal to what was playing in the in the championship. And, and that, you know, they've got Pollard and Nurine as the, the two overseas. Chris Jordan's captaining. So, so it's a completely different different setup. So I think in terms of championship cricket, now, if you can get hold of a, a good overseas at the right time in their career for, for half a season, uh, I think they're worth their absolute weight in gold. But they'll always have other things that they need to go off and do. It's very, very depressing um, change in, in what has happened in the future, uh, in the past, rather, um, isn't it? I, I, I mean, and like you say, Amla's a fantastic um, person to have in your team. You all need somebody who's who's retired from international cricket that are still really, really talented like, like that. Well, you two have linked me beautifully to the next fixture. It couldn't have worked out any better. As Essex got 391, <laughs> Dan Lawrence 120. Nick Brown returned to form with 71. He's been struggling a little bit this season. Shane Snater, 72. Lancashire were all out for 103. They were 60 for eight at one point. Sam Cook, who was the guest on the show a few weeks ago, he got four. Jamie Porter, guest on the show last year with two, doing the damage. They followed on. They were bowled out for 232, thanks to a wonderful, wonderful overseas cricketer. I think he's in his sixth or seventh season now at Essex, and that's Simon Harmer. He took five for 89 of 41 overs. Sam. Palmer, what can we say? What what can we say that hasn't already been said about the man? Yeah, not an awful lot, Dan. It's a bit, it goes to Churchy's point for a little bit earlier on. You know, they've got Hashim Amla. All right, Harmer <laughs> has got back in the test side, and deservedly so. But his record is ridiculous. It's something like, I'm just having a look now, I'm stalling. 314 wickets at just under 21. 23 fivers and 7 tenfers. Simon Harmer, he loves playing for Essex too. He was bowling in a test match on a Monday afternoon in South Africa and was back in Taunton playing a county championship game against Somerset three days later. So to have an overseas who is loved by the supporters, loved by the players and buys into the club is just invaluable. And I think he could almost ask what he wanted in terms of financial remuneration and they should give it to him. That sounds a bit like Churchy at BBC London, doesn't it? I mean, you know, but, uh, <laughs> Churchy, you've got a point about him as well, haven't you? Yeah, it's, it's sort of what Sam was saying, to, to be fair. Look, he's been the best spinner in the Championship for the last five, six years. Um, I was delighted for him getting back in the South Africa team because I think you want to see a bloke like that playing international cricket to see how he goes in an international cricket. Watched a bit of him, Bob, really nicely. Uh, against Bangladesh and then as Sam said he's straight back into that Essex team because he loves playing for Essex and and again with with Essex they 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 are a consistently good side because they have a great balance to that side and they have lads there that love playing for their county and that they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season because they know how to win championships as well that's the other thing and with that fella in your in your ranks now, the thing is they might well because Harmer might well be bowling against England 
come 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 the end of this season, Essex might not have Simon Harmer because he could be spinning England out, uh, you know, at the Oval when the sun comes out. But I think he he just proves again that yeah, if you can find one like him, and he'd put his hands up and he would say they've done as much for him as he's done for Essex. Um, then again, they're worth their weight in gold. But he's been the best spinner in the championship for the last six years, head and shoulders above anybody else. Yeah, and it's nice to have um, Porter back as well for them too um, because they are a really, really good bowling unit again. Um, and Harmer hasn't um, hasn't done a lot so far in the season bowling-wise. It's nice that he's starting to uh, build that again. Of course, it's not been ideal for him in terms of conditions. What's interesting with Harmer is the wickets he picks up for other bowlers as well. I, I think that's yeah. a key. Now he'll pick he'll pick up his seven furs and whatever, but even on a pitch that doesn't spin, you know he he will he he is that good that he can come on tie up one end and the the quicker men can go from the other end, and that's lovely for the captain. That's lovely for Wesley because he can just rotate from the other end, and yeah. he's got some quality seamers. So I think you know that that again with Harmer is the thing. I'm sure some stats person somewhere could do. Do all the stats and tell you how many wickets were taken by the seamers while Harmer was bowling at the other end. It'd be an awful lot. So, again, that that's another reason why he is so valuable to Essex. Mm. Yeah, and you just you can take that one step further and say it allows them to play another batter at times because they can they know they can get away with fewer seamers because they can just rotate at that other end um, and then you've got his catching and batting too so he's just I was going to say let's not forget his batting either which isn't he's perfect poor. basically mm. yeah. yeah Annie just briefly before we move on to Division 2 was that a, was that a result a bit of a surprise um, we know Essex are a good side but Lancashire are also a very very good side and you yeah. don't expect them to get stuffed by an innings and something do you I think um, Essex haven't had the greatest start um, and um, it you know that they are actually starting to come good now, and um, you know with Porter back, and and they're getting a bit more of a rounded side, and and Lancashire have have been pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I, it wasn't necessary. I, I would have uh, if I'd have looked at it, and I'd I'd have said a draw between the two of them because I think they're pretty even sides. Okay, well, the table looks like this. It's Mark Church's Surrey are still top of the table on 105 points. Hampshire on 102. Yorkshire moving to third on 90. Lancashire on 87. Essex just behind the pack on 76, with Warwickshire on 73. And then you've got North Hants on 66, Somerset 60, Kent 53, and Gloucestershire bringing up the rear on 35. But let's move on to Division 2. And at Lord's... <laughs> Middlesex stay top of the table there. Uh, Durham batted first. They got 350. Liam Travaskis, he's a good player. I saw him get an 80-odd last year at Northampton. And uh, he, he's a, a very correct, very stylish player. He got 80. Toby Rudden-Jones got four for 72. Middlesex batted. And to use one of Sam's favourite words at the moment, there's a triptych of 41s in that side. Uh, Stoneman, Simpson and Holden all got 41s. Sam Robson, 84. Martin Anderson, 62. When Durham batted again, despite 60-odd from Scott Borthwick, Toby Runnan-Jones went through the top order and ended up with 6 for 35. Middlesex knocked off the runs, 119 for 4. They won it by 6 wickets. Sam, totally run, to, uh, Toby Roland-Jones, he's one of the only bowlers, I think, in recent history to average under 20 for England. 
What's your view on him? A bit disappointed there, Dan. When you said he's one of the only bowlers, I was waiting for a Dan Whiting special. Uh, some what, a kind bad of, joke? You some mean? kind of one-liner, yes, mm. yes. Mm. You're right, he is. You know, you could look back, I know it's a while by now, Toby Rowland-Jones has never actually been dropped by England. It was just injury that forced him out. And he's never, he's just one of these quick bowlers that's never being able, been able to stay fit. And he bowled beautifully at the start of last summer. Then he got injured, came back and had a really super September. And then this year, you know, I wondered when they lost Shaheen Shah Afridi and, and Tom Helm, who bowled beautifully up top. He was there, Those were the two points of difference. The quick bowlers that actually would take, pick up wickets, they might go for a few more runs. I thought they might struggle to bowl sides out now here, Middlesex. I mean, Roland Jones bowled against Nottinghamshire and he was the first day he was I couldn't believe he ended wicketless. I think he bowled twenty-three overs for forty-six, came back the following morning and got four quick wickets. So I was delighted to see him carry that form on against Durham, who had decent opposition. What's he got? Twenty-seven at eighteen so far this year. I just hope, I pray Toby Roland Jones can stay fit because he's a quality performer. He's one of the senior heads. They've got Tim Murtagh, but with Steve Finn going, there's more on him to be that senior head to more test match experience. So fingers crossed if he can stay fit. Okay. And Churchill, you worked on that game. Um, Middlesex, are they champions elect? Uh, no, Nottinghamshire will win the second division <laughs> by a mile. Um, but they're, they're a good side. And what Richard Johnson's doing with them is excellent. He's a great man, is John O. Um, I like the fact they're playing a lot of their youngsters. Um, on Roland Jones, I think he could still play Test match cricket from what I saw um, over the two days that I was there. Because I, I think if he can stay fit, I, I keep hearing about we need pace bowlers, quick bowlers. You've got to have pace. You've got to have, well, there aren't many of them around. I always say this. They don't grow on trees. Um, and, and they keep breaking down as well. That's the other thing. Um, but he's got all the skills. And I just enjoyed the way he bowled. Um, it was a different game when he was bowling. And, and I think that 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 sort of stands out at times. In games like like that against Durham, Durham started really well. Um, but Ryan Jones in the morning was the one Middlesex bowler that caused him trouble. And he just, the whole game, he just looked different, different gravy, basically. Wow. Um, and I think he could still, I still, I genuinely still think Toby Ryan Jones got picked for England he would still be able to do a job for England. I have no doubt about that. Whether whether that ship sailed, I don't know. But um, I would have no qualms at all in seeing Toby Rowland-Jones, a fit Toby Rowland-Jones, playing for England again. Well, I deserve that answer, Church. It's my fault for asking a bloody Surrey fan, isn't it? So there you go. But uh, Annie, what's your view? I just want to have a quick shout out for the workhorse that is Bamba. I think he's been throughout the season and last season, he has been a, a really, really important bowler in the middle set sign. And um, again, he, he did, he's done well again, another three fur. And I, I think he's, he's a, a really, really important player for middle sets. And I think they would struggle without him as well. Yeah, and he got his county cap on the first day as well. So congratulations to Ethan Bamba. Uh, let's go on to Trent Bridge, where uh, Nottinghamshire, who are right on Middlesex's tails, they bowled Derbyshire out for 260. Brooke Guest, we've spoken about him in recent weeks. Bumble spoke about him at length the other week. He got 51. 
Nottinghamshire responded with 358.86 from Ben Duckett. Sam Connors there, who I always like the look of. I think he's got a little bit of pace about him. He got four for 93. Derbyshire responded 262 all out. Sean Massoud got a third ball duck, leaving Nottinghamshire rather tricky 167 to get home. They did it for no wickets. Ben Slater, 64. Hasib Hamid, 93. And he's Sean Massoud. We've given him the large one in recent weeks. <laughs> and what does he do? <laughs> he fails at I know. I know. And I've made him captain in my fantasy team. And he absolutely ruined me this this round. And, and Sam and I had a nice little interview with him and everything. And I think we put the mockers on him, didn't we, Sam? Um because he's been playing incredibly and obviously he uh, he didn't do so well this time. Yeah, we went through a bit of a curse last season where whoever we had on the show mm. suddenly started doing really badly, didn't they? Church, mm. you, you've spoken about knots. I mean, ha- how good are they? They shouldn't be in, the, well, in Division 2 on, on merit from 2019, but surely they're too good for that division. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And... Um... I like the way they've gone about it as well in the fact that, yeah, they'd they'd have been upset. Personally, I think it was the right thing. I think it should have gone back to where teams were before the pandemic struck. Um, But they're they're just playing some good, solid cricket, aren't they? And and sometimes you look at that bowling attack and you think, geez, in Division 1, that would be a right old handful, wouldn't it? And and in Division 2. So, look, I think Middlesex will be up there. I I just think that that Nottinghamshire, with, with the quality of player that they've got in, in that squad, um, and they know how to win championship cricket. And if they get, I'll go back to what I said, you can almost get away with a bad session in Division 2, but not against a side like Nottinghamshire, mm. because because they are basically a first division side at the moment playing in Division 2. So, um, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that they are too good for Division 2. I may get proved wrong on that as the season goes on, but they are. And and if they if they didn't come up this season, then oh dear, that that would be that would be extraordinary, really. I think. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a county who are near neighbours of both those and Leicestershire, who were bowled all out for 148. Worcestershire then got a massive 557 for six. Azar Ali, 225. Jack Haynes, 126. They put on a partnership of just shy of 300 runs. Leicestershire then had another go and were 170 all out, leaving Worcestershire winners by an innings and 259 runs. Sam, Azar Ali. Just great to see him back in the runs. He's a wonderful man. Uh, he's a wonderful cricketer as well. His test record is quite a sight. He's he's had a few spells in county cricket. Uh, he loves coming over and playing in England and hasn't always set the world alight with the bat. But, you know, someone who averages 44 on with 19 test hundreds is a class act. And what I loved, I think he's got, he started badly and then he's he maybe got, I think he got 90 odd against Durham. So just short of that hundred couple of half centuries but you do want when you sign a player of Azar Ali's quality in a test match overseas you want him to come in and be doing a bit maybe not Sean Massoud has been a bit freakish with his results but you, you want your overseas of that ilk to be scoring hundreds and finally he's got it 200 huge smile on his face I love there's a video of him the first thing he does he's walking off the pitch 
celebrating his 200 and he sees a group of kids. They're about, they're only 10 or 15 yards out of his way. But you know what? It would be very easy just to wander off and go straight up. You know, he's he's been out, he's tired, he just wants to have a shower. He goes straight over to them, gives them all a high five. He sees one at the back who hasn't quite reached over, so leans over for him. And then he goes in. I mean, it's beautiful. That is, that is what... I mean, that's Division 2 of county cricket. There's there's so many stories within stories, but we talked about knots. You know, you, you saw Pattinson and Broad opening the bowling against uh, Shah Massoud. Last week, it was Pattinson versus Hanscom. And this week here at Worcestershire, you've got a double hundred from one of Pakistan's... I've not got the stats in front of me, but he's one of their highest ever run scorers. And that this is Division 2 of the county championship. Wonderful stuff. And Annie, I want to ask you, I mean, we both read, Sam's written a piece in The Cricketer, which is yeah. well worth reading. Anyone listening in out there, go on to The Cricketer and read Sam Dalling's piece on, you know, the current state of the county sort of affairs and uh, a certain ex-Nottinghamshire, Hampshire and Surrey players. little spat with you over social media last <laughs> week. Um, but there's still a place for the likes of Leicestershire in the game, isn't there, Annie? They're struggling this year, but everything is cyclical. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, let's face it, they've produced some fantastic players um, in the past. um, And you just can't... Yeah, they're having a bad run, and they've had a bad run for a while. But what they're doing off the pitch as well is just fantastic. Um, the, The engagement with community has been amazing. And I know it's about what's on the pitch as well as what's off the pitch, obviously. Um, but they will get there. They they're having a tough time at the moment, but like you say, it's cyclical. They will they will get there. Uh, they've got some young players. They they've got a good academy. They're working hard. So um, let's give them a chance, eh? Yeah. And Churchy, I want to sort of have a chat with you about engagement because Surrey now have got fifteen thousand members, and you know, so we'll we'll be quite brief because we're pushed for time a little bit, but. I mean, that's a massive sort of coup for the people there, isn't it? And the marketing department and the whole club in general. Yeah, and they they do it very well. You know, they should. They they've got the they've got the backing to do it. Um, but they do do it very well. And 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 with the T Twenty as well. You know, all they all their home games will, will be sold out. I'm absolutely sure of it because uh, it's a good night out, isn't it? But I I think it's more that sort of these days when you come to to the oval you get a lovely welcome it's a really lovely ground now there's loads of superb facilities there there's good people that work there who understand it as well and it is it is genuinely it is a bit like a massive family at that place which it wasn't you know london big city you can get lost very very easily in a big city like london but i think what they do is that they've sort of turned the the oval into a place where people want to come and they, they, they not just to watch test match cricket and international cricket, but they want to come and watch domestic cricket and they want to come and watch T uh, T20 cricket and one day cricket. Um, their academy system's very good um, that, you know, they're bringing through some very, very good young players. Uh, the women's game in Surrey is very strong as well. But as I say, it's always, you, you sort of turn up at, at the Oval these days, and you bump into a lot of familiar faces. 
Um, and, and there are a lot of people that just go there because I think they just feel happy. I think they, they just like being at the Oval. And I think in London, actually, that's a pretty clever trick, uh, to be honest with you, because as I say, it's, it's pretty easy to get to get lost in London and you're competing against an awful, awful lot of things in London as well. Sam, as the author of that piece, what have you got to say uh, on the subject? That's very kind. <laughs> you've you've linked me perfectly because I, I did just want to say, and I know I talk a lot, too much sometimes but on that piece <laughs> it's very important that please do read it it came from the heart but the message it is not a piece denigrating an individual or a character assassination of anybody it's in a piece that i hope and if i haven't quite got it right that's for other people to judge but i hope it says yes everyone has opinion but everyone has an equal right to an opinion and we can disagree about that and do it respectively, and we can we can think it's wrong as well. But it's meant to celebrate what we have and, and try and separate this idea that the county championship is subservient just to the England Test team. It's not its sole purpose. Uh, I I stop short of calling it a but. The England Test team is not a byproduct of the county championship because they're inextricably linked. And <laughs> I know, unlike many other sports, the ECP provides a hell of a lot of funding for the county sides as well. But I, I hope it's read in that it's not, a, it's not an attack back or at anyone. It is, this is an opinion. This is your opinion. This is my opinion. Here, here is the evidence. And this is my conclusion, which people can also agree with. And they can also say it's completely wrong and whatnot, but I, I don't want it. doesn't want to be a back and forward individual attack. It's about an opinion and that's no. all. Yeah, well, I think we're all entitled to our opinions. I mean, Annie drinks white wine, Sam drinks red wine, and I drink both. I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> so uh, that wraps up Division 2. Right, the table, Middlesex, top, 116, Notts, 107, Worcestershire, 90, Derbyshire, 84, Durham, 84, Glamorgan, 81, and then there's a bit of a gap then down to Sussex with 53, and Leicestershire, foot of the table with 42. Well... That wraps it up for uh, this round and it's going to be a couple of weeks now until the next uh, round of county championship but we do have uh, Sam uh, Dalling is working um, who is it with Sam because I better pass it on to you yeah Charlotte Edwards Cup we're, we're in conjunction with women's cricket chat so we had a podcast out last week Hannah Thompson Radford Joanne Gardner Sophie Luff's going to come on Georgie Heath so we're going to try and cover as much of the Charlotte Edwards Cup as possible because it deserves covering and Annie we've got the interview yourself and I did with Sean Massoud that's going to come out uh, why I love county cricket Churchy get Ailish Cranston on your uh, Charlotte Edwards Cup uh, podcast Keep an eye on that name because the way she is batting at the moment is it's unbelievable, to be honest with you. And the way she batted in the last game and the first game for South East Stars, and she's she's a fantastic person as well. So, um, yeah, let me know and we'll, we'll set you up with Adish because she's absolutely brilliant. You're very kind. Good tip there, Mark. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so uh, we'll come back for County Cricket Natter's uh county championship um at the next round um but i just want to thank dan sam and a big thank you to mark church for joining us tonight thank you it's been an absolute honor thanks annie speak to you well very soon i hope 
Yeah, thanks, Annie. Pleasure. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Cricket, 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 cricket. Podcast Network.